the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wait till you hear who is now teaching online classes. Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah, the Fixer Upper Stars are releasing their own app, and you can take the classes starting July 15th on subjects like home decor, cooking, baking, gardening. Each Magnolia workshop has several sessions, and they're no longer than 22 minutes. I guess they mm-hmm. know how busy people are. Are they calling so. it the, uh, the Chip Lap app? <laughs> no, but they should have because I love the the rhyming shiplap app. Shiplap app for right. my Magnolia workshop coming up. Have you ever wondered if the stuff you and your other half argue about is normal? Have you ever wondered if the stuff you and your other half argue about is normal? Chances are, yes. Every marriage has conflict, and the strength of your relationship and how you you manage it is what matters. Uh-huh. According to new research, here are some of the top things that trigger conflict between partners. Okay. The number one trigger, when one partner is condescending to the other, treating mm. them as inferior. Mm. Other triggers were moodiness, ignoring your partner's feelings, uh, another trigger of conflict when one person in the marriage is self-absorbed hmm. that ends up causing a lot of conflict too. Yeah. Wow. I, I thought you were going to go like real specifics like money or mm-hmm. you know, I could tell you were like, all right, what is it? Well, yeah. Like, what is but it no, it's like things that trigger the conflict about like money or you left your shoes out again or I whatever the, it is. What was the last one? Self-centeredness? When one person in the marriage is self-absorbed, it causes a lot of yeah, conflict. Well, that self-centeredness, that, that feeling like I have a right to be happy. Well, <laughs> happiness is great, but that's not what you signed up for, right? You signed up for a marriage, mm-hmm. and that doesn't always equal that it's going to be sunshine and roses. You put every, your partner first. Yeah, you put mm-hmm. your partner in that relationship first above everything. So they keep saying the job market is just like so hot right now that there are so many employers looking for people to work. So if you've got a job interview, I've got some tips from CareerBuilder.com on what to do and what not to do in the job interview. We'll talk about it next. Maybe you got a job interview lined up today. Maybe that's you. Well, here are some do's and don'ts. This is from Career Builder of things that they're saying. This is what you should first, what you should do in an interview. Uh, keep it upbeat. My daughter, Amber, man, she has nailed that. She is like, her new job that she just started a couple of weeks ago, they said, they introduced her to a client and said, this is Amber, she's new, she is like a ray of sunshine. What a nice compliment. Right, I said, honey, that that is awesome because anyone can teach skills. You can learn skills. Attitude, you either come with it or you don't. So I'm thrilled to hear that. So they're saying, keep it upbeat in your interview. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Go to the website, right, for the company that you want to work for. Learn about them. Learn some of the, the history of the company and stuff so you can show them, I've done my homework. I know who you guys are. Um, practice makes perfect. This is a big one. I've done this with my my youngest daughter, April. I'll tell her, like, hey, I'll, you have a job interview? I'll come up with some questions that I think they're going to ask you, and we'll role play. Oh, good idea. And it's really good because sometimes she'll be like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, aren't you glad I asked you this now? So when you're at, and then the uh, the last one that they say is honesty. Always be honest in the interview. Oh, I failed that one time. 
I was interviewing you, you for. Lied in yeah, I did. Oh, what'd you do? I had just gotten de- married and I was desperate for a job and I interviewed at a dental office. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. <laughs> and they asked me, could I assist with surgeries? And I said, sure. Oh, absolutely. And I would fade. There's no way. <laughs> you can't stand the sight of blood, right? So, okay, coming up next, I'll have some things they say not to do and then a list of things that people have actually done in interviews that they're saying, oh, no, don't do this. Like eating all the candy that the, the interviewer has on their desk, eating all of it while you're doing the interview. We'll talk about those next. So we've all been there in a job. You know, you got a job interview coming up. You're a bundle of nerves. You oh, check yeah. how you look a thousand times before you leave mm-hmm. the house. Take a handful of Altoids before you walk in <laughs> the whole bit. So we, we already talked about some things to do in an interview. Keep it upbeat, prepare, uh, practice, be honest. Those are things to do. These are some things that uh, people who are in a hiring position have said has actually happened during interviews to them. Someone provided them a detailed list of how the previous employer made them mad. <laughs> oh, that's going to get you hired for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly bad-mouthed their spouse <gasps> in an interview. Wow, that's so that? awkward. That's crazy. And then this one hugged the hiring manager at the end of the interview. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. I'm a hugger. Probably violated all kinds of... You know you want to give me this job. Not even hired yet. You're violating <laughs> HR policies. So those are some things that have actually happened. Now, here are some other things that they're saying are common mistakes. 71% of hiring managers reported that people will answer their phone or text during the interview. That happened to me when I was interviewing someone else. They answered 71%. So you were the interviewer interviewing Mm -hmm. someone and they did that. There you go. So don't don't do that. Okay. Uh, 69% dressed inappropriately. 66% to the hiring manager came across as arrogant. Ooh. And they're saying that's, yeah, that's a, that's a big no. And then this one, I'm kind of surprised that this one, 59% of hiring managers have experienced someone chewing gum during (laughs) the interview. I guess Altoids. Stick to the Altoids. Go with the Altoids. That's funny. One and done. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm pretty easily impressed. And the other night, we had a fun experience. Our neighbors, it's a husband and wife, and they've got two little kids. And they're one of the many people who have said, hey, you're never coming to back to the office. So work where you want because you're not They're coming back. Work from home, moving and forward. they rented a motor home, <laughs> and they said, "Do you guys want to come have a tour of it?" I was like, "Yes!" And let's just say, motor homes today are not like the one that my mom and dad rented when I was a kid. We got this disgusting motor home one time. We had to clean it. It was like black with mold. It was disgusting. This thing was so fancy. And, and it's it, a rental? They rented it's, it? They rented it, and it mm-hmm. pops out on the sides. So it's very spacious. Like, I did not feel claustrophobic at all. <laughs> it takes and up a full city block. <laughs> they're giving me the tour, and I'm so... The wife is like, she's just way more introverted and calm. I'm, like, super animated. And I get so impressed with each step, each new thing I see. Yeah. My husband goes, at one point he goes... 
I feel like I'm on one of those HGTV reveal shows because I kept going, wow. Like along the hallway, the kids, the boy and a girl, they had their bunk beds. Mm. There were screens at their feet so they could lay in bed and watch TV and then right across wow. the hall from them no kidding. was a full bathroom. And I'm not talking like when I was a kid, the whole bathroom turned into a shower and anything in there would get wet. No, there was a separate shower. So then I go further down the hall. Mom and dad have a king size bed and they have their own bathroom. <laughs> I was like, no way. Like I just Glenn was teasing me so bad so, at how animated and impressed I was by this motorhome. It home. sounds like you could take this thing and park it in the great outdoors and never experience the outdoors. Yes, basically. That's what I said to Glenn later. I was like, why would you? It's like taking a condo. To the oh, it was or so fancy. It had the the refrigerator and freezer. I think was bigger than the one in my own kitchen. It was no huge. Kidding. Has a gas stove. I mean, it was so fancy. And they were showing us. They even opened all the little cupboards and showed us all the little secret storage areas. You know, because yeah. you're trying to maximize space. It was so fun. I really did feel like I, I was on an HGTV the, uh, show. If the next step in that industry is, and not only do you get all of this, but if you want, you can hire a driver. Like the person will drive you to your destination and then come back and get you when your week is over or whatever. So you don't you don't even have to worry about driving and parking this thing. Yeah, because I'd be nervous driving something that huge. They're driving all the way across the country. Wow. They're so excited. And Mm. I I was like, I asked the wife, I'm like, are you on Facebook? I want to follow your photos. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. What a trip. Okay, who's in the mood for a good love story? Coming up, this one is really going to touch your heart. Who's in the mood for a good love story? This one, oh my goodness, I was I was in a puddle when I prepared this for you guys. A husband in Cincinnati, Peter, has had most of his memories stolen by Alzheimer's. Mm. He's really young, too. He's like in his mid-50s. But one thing he hasn't forgotten is how much he loves his wife, Lisa. So he asked her to marry him all over again because he couldn't remember. And she said yes. So Lisa's niece put their story out there on social media and all kinds of wedding vendors donated all their services. So the wedding was free. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. I get to do it twice. I can't remember seeing him so happy. And he whispered in my ear, thank you for staying. Isn't that the sweetest love story ever? Even though they've been married for 12 years, he thought he was marrying the love of his life for the very first time. So he's acting like a newlywed and he's just like, (laughs) like she's, she put up a video and he goes, do you like me? She goes, I love you. And he's like, Oh, I love you too. It's so cute. Probably thought this is jumping levels. I don't know if you heard that story that Taylor just shared uh, about the couple who guys only in his fifties and he's got Alzheimer's and he asked his wife who he forgot he was married to, to marry him again. And they did. So sweet. (laughs) What a story. What a great, I saw something similar. I don't, it wasn't Alzheimer's, but it was an elderly couple at church this weekend. that really gave me that same kind of feeling of like, wow, that is what marriage is all about. Tell you what they were doing next. So Taylor's just sharing that story. And by the way, you posted it on our social medias, right? Yeah, I sure did. About it's the, the story about the Alzheimer's guy who forgot he was married to his wife. So he proposed to her again and she said yes. So they got married again. What a great story. So beautiful. We saw um, saw one of those, not that type of story, but a story of an, an elderly couple um, that really moved my wife and I. We were at church 
And um, this couple was going forward for, for communion, and they were the last people in line. And, gosh, he must have been close to 90. And he was going forward with his, he's got his walker, you know, it's on wheels, and he's like, you know, real slowly inching forward, inching forward, which, first of all, is very inspiring to me. I'm like, man, I hope at that age I'm still that drawn to church yeah. and to want to receive communion as, as he is, mm-hmm. that, that despite obvious physical pain, he's moving forward right. and doing it. Um, but his wife was with him, and she had her, her like, fingers through his belt loop on the back of his pants oh, because it's a little bit of a downward him, yeah. slope to get down to That's the front sweet. at the altar. And she didn't want him to get going too fast mm-hmm. and, you know, have problems. And they're just like, you know, inching their way up, inching their way up. And it's funny because my wife and I, when we got in the car, both of us almost at the same time said, did you see that couple at the end Aww. of the line for communion? And it was just such a great testimony i have no idea what kind of ups and downs or struggles they've been through in their marriage and in their life but to at that point arrive there together mm-hmm. and that she's helping him go forward like that it was oof, it was very moving isn't it cool to think that when we say god please use my life for you sometimes he might use it and we don't even know about it and you just gave me a eureka moment kev when you told me about the elderly man making his way down the aisle with his walker and his wife's holding his belt loop i bet you my parents without even knowing it have been such a testimony with their lives because oh absolutely my dad has ms and you should see the two of them at church together. I get to see it when I go home for a visit and I happen to be there on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And my dad wheels in in his, his little electric chair. He used to be able to wheel himself in. He can't. His dexterity and his fingers is gone now. So mom has to drive it from behind. And then like if he gets cold during the service, she like gets a sweater and puts it around his shoulders and... I didn't even think about the fact that they are a living testimony of in sickness and in health for better, for worse. I can guarantee right there in the middle of the church service. I guarantee you they are because I've only met your parents a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And just the stories that you tell about them on the air is inspiring to anybody. Anybody. I hear about your dad going down. You live in South Florida. He's going to the fishing pier with his little motorized wheelchair and like going up to total strangers. Do you know Jesus? (laughs) Holy he likes to share his cow. face with the his faith with the fishermen. Dude. Yeah, I mean he is acutely aware. Life is passes yeah. by like that, and we got mm-hmm. no time to waste. So he is not going to miss an opportunity. I'm well, like, and then the way my wow. mom serves him day after day after day without complaining, because he's kind of like a quadriplegic at this uh-huh. point with his MS, and she does she has to do everything for him. Yeah. Everything. I mean, just on so many levels, they're they are an inspiring couple as a as a married mm-hmm. couple as parents. You know, they raised. Four out of five of their daughters turned out okay. We're still working on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, God is. But, yeah. <laughs> they left it in God's hands at this point. You take her, God. No, but seriously, I mean, that, that is a, a, all the ups and downs that you've shared with us, they've had, that is a life well lived. So way to go, uh, Taylor's mom and dad. Thanks. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. You've heard of a knight in shining armor. Well, this woman had practically an entire order of knights rescue her. Uh, What happened was, this happened in Vancouver, British Columbia. And this woman's high-rise apartment started on fire. The whole building. She's on the 14th floor. She's elderly. 
And she started to try and make it down the stairs, and she's like, I can't make it. And she just plopped down into a chair. And thank God, these two guys and a woman saw her and carried her down all 14 flights to safety. Nice. They said it felt like it took an hour because while it was happening, they didn't know for sure if they're going to make it out safe or not. Mm. They didn't know. And this story gets me so emotional because that's someone's mom. That's someone's grandma. Right. And what if they hadn't been there? What if they hadn't helped? I just, I'm so proud of them for figuring out a way and getting her out of there. That is cool. God had them in the right place at the right time, Mm -hmm. right? Do you have one of those birthdays that can be challenging to celebrate because of the date that it falls on? And you're just like, wait, how are we going to figure this out? Wait till you hear what's happening to a friend of mine. I'll tell you about it next. So do you have one of those birthdays that can be challenging to celebrate depending on where it falls? I mean, there's the obvious ones like Mac Powell, his birthday's on Christmas Day. So it's a it's a weird day to How have a birthday. Mine? On um, September eleventh. September eleventh. <laughs> Very weird is, day. Yes, that is tough. And then I got a text from my new neighbor and her birthday is Sunday. And I was like, Oh, happy birthday. And then I was like, <gasps> That's Father's Day. So what happens? Do they do it kind of like an anniversary where they like go out to eat together and celebrate each other, him for being the father of her children and her for being born that day? And do they give each other? I can't wait to talk to her more Yeah, because her birthday is June 20th. So it's got to, it's, I'm sure it's happened before. My sister, her birthday often falls on Mother's Day, mm. which then she just gets doted on even yeah. more. But it's tricky for her to show love to her own mother. She's trying to celebrate her own birthday, but she wants to make her own mom feel special. My birthday's weird when September 11th, it was never weird until September 11th happened. But boy, my mom, the first year afterwards, she like went all out. To remind me that it was the best day of her life. Oh, that's so sweet. She's like, you know, there's something tragic happened a year ago. And boy, I miss my mom. She passed away in August. She just had this ability to make people feel special no, no matter what. And she just she called and she sent a card and she's like, you know, there's yes, there was a tragedy on this day. But long before that, you were born. And as far as I'm concerned, it's one of the best days ever. Aww, it just made me that's feel. Precious. And that, that's the power that somebody has. Don't forget that you have the power to make somebody feel great when they're really feeling down. And she did that for me. Hey, do you think this is true of yourself or your friends, your neighbors, your relatives or whatever? Everybody has an item or two in their life that they use regularly, an appliance or something, and it's broken a little bit. But you make do because you're like, well, it's not broken enough to replace it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, we've got one of those in our lives, and it's driving me nuts. Tell you what it is next. I think we've all had, if you don't have an item like this right now, you've had one in your life where something is... Kind of broken, but it still works. Yeah. So you really can't justify buying a new one. Uh, so you make do, right? It's kind of like my underwear. <laughs> I really need okay. new underwear. That's not where I was going. <laughs> and my spatulas. How, how about that? The spatulas in my kitchen. You have sp- spatulas that are broken and you keep using them? It's just not in very good shape. It's like the little flapper end dangling off or something. How do you even use a broken spatula? Well, they're cracked a little bit. I'm talking about something that's like, like really appliances. broken. Yeah, I'm talking, what I'm specifically talking about in my house is our iron, you know, for ironing clothes. Oh, is mm-hmm. it in bad shape? It's not in bad shape, but here's the deal. It has a the little hinged door at the top that yeah. you open up to put water, water in. Mm-hmm. Yes, that broke off within like the first week that we had this thing. Oh. And 
Our ironing board is right up. We, we have it set up permanently. I know we should put it away every day, but it's too lazy to do that. So it's set up permanently right next to the bathtub. So every day when I go to iron, I boom, I turn it over and that little door hinge thing comes flying off and it goes in the bathtub. So now I'm faced with the reality of I either move everything over, the ironing board, the iron that's heated up, and get the little door and put it back on, or mm-hmm. I risk water spilling out of there onto what I'm ironing. And I'm willing to live with this, and I have been living with it until today. I had it out today, and it was so frustrating. I thought, maybe today is the day I break down and go and treat myself to a new iron. I think you should. I think it would change your life. That and if you hired a carpenter to make you one of those pull-down irons from the wall, ironing boards. What? Yeah, those ironing boards that are on the wall and you just pull it down when it's time to iron. Okay. And that way it'll always be put away. Here, ladies and gentlemen, we have the difference between men and women. You sound like like a typical answer that a woman would give. Like, hey, I'm going to buy a new iron. What I really think we need to do, if you're going to do that, is yeah. we need to redo the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Like, what? How do we get from replacing the iron? We need to the, the bathroom right. with a, a narrower tub. As a matter of fact. And have if, one of those pull-down ironing boards. If we're going to go ahead and get the new iron, why don't we just move? Yes. <laughs> My husband has an ongoing funny line for me. Every time I like drop something or spill something or break something, he'll go, trying to find you a new house <laughs> and he did that because we lived in the same house for years but now that we've moved i said yeah. you're not allowed to say that anymore <laughs> so so the question is what appliance are you like limping along with right that could inspire you to move <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the uh, items that are Items that are kind of broken, but they still kind of work, so mm-hmm. we keep them around and use them anyway. A lady sent me a message on Facebook, and she said, that what describes my husband. <laughs> 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 He's a little bit broken, but I keep him around anyway. <laughs> he still works. <laughs> I think I've got a blow dryer that's on that level, but I like it, you know what I mean? So I, don't, I paid $15 for this ionizing blow dryer at Costco, and it like it's on its last leg. But it really works. Like it really makes your hair look better than like. What, what is ionizing? What is that? Um, something to do with air molecules, and it just makes your hair less frizzy. I'm not sure scientifically what's going on there. <laughs> I just know science is real, and it works. It works on my hair. <laughs> oh, but I'm the queen of duct tape on all kinds of things. Like I just, I don't know. And then you, it, all of a sudden, you'll have a eureka moment. Like, wow. Yeah. If I got towels I actually liked, I can get a four pack for 20 bucks and we can finally enjoy our bath towels. You know, you just don't think about stuff. I just thought of another one. We have a from our old house. We have a refrigerator freezer that was in our kitchen. Mm -hmm. We put it in our garage. So we have an extra fridge and freezer. Six of us in our family. So it really comes in handy. The freezer is on the bottom and the door did not shut all the way. Constant frost problem. Blah, blah, blah. Of course, my wife goes, we need a new we need a new fridge freezer for the uh, garage. I said, no, we don't. I went and I got some of that. Uh, Velcro tape. Uh huh. And so that door is now Velcro tape shut. Nice. So when you open it, you got to take the Velcro off, open it, and when but you close still, it, you put it back. It like, saved thousands. Right. A $5 roll of Velcro tape saved us, you know, who knows how much money in a fridge and a freezer. Yeah. So thank goodness, because the next step was going to be, well, we're just going to have to move. <laughs> <laughs> Always comes to that. Right. right? We just need, we're just going to need a new house. 
I know, I know. It's tough to talk about money, but could you be revenge spending? What is that? First of all, what is it? Basically, it's revenge against the pandemic. Spending money on all the things you couldn't spend it on, like Take eating that, out, COVID, <laughs> new clothes, eating out, travel, and more. But you might want to check yourself before you get out of control. So many families have paid down credit card debt and saved a little money during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They say it's better to set a budget and make a plan for what's most important to you. 40% of Americans, 40% say they're willing to go into debt in order to treat yourself right now. And when the bill comes due, it's painful. Yeah, no kidding. I I had heard, too, that 85% of Americans came out of the pandemic financially better than they went into it. Mm -hmm. 85%. It makes sense with all the stimulus money and not not going out. And and for some people, don't get us wrong. If that's you, man, our hearts are with you. For some people, it has been so hard. Right. But 85% Mm -hmm. are as good or better than when they went into it. I was really encouraged by that. Have you ever have to Google a word because you don't know how to spell it? Yes, like end or four. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up, the top words we keep forgetting how to spell. Do you ever have to Google a word because you just couldn't remember how to spell it? I do it all the time, right? Simple Uh, words. Oh, really? Okay, well, these are the top words we Google for spelling. Can you spell beautiful? Oh, yeah. That's that's number one. Friend. Really? People can't spell beautiful? That's mm-hmm. surprising. Friend, I, I before E except after C mm-hmm. is a lie. <laughs> Assist? Uh, yeah, I got that. I could do that. Yeah. Can you spell nemesis? Nemesis? Mm-hmm. N-E-memesis. <laughs> <laughs> Google was able to look at each state and see what words we Google for spelling the most. By the way, in case you're curious, nemesis is N-E-M-E-S-I-S. That's Colorado <laughs> Colorado have the most interesting result. Okay, what's the number one word they Google to spell? <laughs> Colorado. No, really? Yes, really. Huh. Coloradans can't remember how to spell Colorado. That's really funny. <laughs> what word do you have trouble spelling? Um, ooh, there's a lot of them, but I can't. Uh, my husband the other day had to Google Mouseketeer. I can see that. It was up on the screen. I'm like, why were you looking up stuff about Mouseketeers? That is alarming. (laughs) (laughs) He was congratulating a friend who got a job at Disney and called him a Mouseketeer. I am curious to know what other people have trouble spelling, though. Because for me, it's simple words. Like, I'll I'll write a word and I'll go, that just doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. And and I'll Google it and it is right. And I'll go, okay, it just didn't look right. So we're talking about those words that seem easy, but they're hard to spell. I'm telling you, I before E, except after C. Do you remember? We all learned that as kids, right? Mm -hmm. Why do they teach you that? It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of times it is. (laughs) But but it's not foolproof. It's not 100%, right? It's like, except after Y and Q and, I don't know, words that apply to the animal kingdom or something. I don't know. It's weird. So do you have words that uh, you have trouble spelling, even though you've learned those little tricks when you were a kid, yet they still don't work for you? Hey, Janine, we're talking about words that seem simple, but we have a tough time spelling. What word is it for you? Kevin, I'm with you. I have like, like, it, it could be any word, like, but, you know, it's always something really little, like the word and. Yes. You know, I'll just, I'll go, that's not right. And I'll stand, <laughs> I'll sit there and stare at it. And I'm like, no, 
That can't be right. This yeah. doesn't look right. And then for, you know, who's really good at spelling way better than me is my wife. And I'll argue with her like, that's not it. That's not it. And I'll look it up and she's right. And I won't say anything. And she go, I was right, wasn't I? <laughs> no, it'll be a big complicated word. I can spell no problem. But you give me something little, like it'll just randomly just look weird. We're talking about those words that we forget how to spell. So we got to Google it every single time. Rob, what is it for you? What word does messes you up? Restaurant. The, the, the A and the U and the A and the T. And oh, it's yes. Every time it's just the little red squirrely comes over. And I'm like, oh, why can't I spell this word? <laughs> got it wrong it's again. Every, yeah, you, you, everything has restaurant, you know, as you drive by and menus. And it's like... Why can't I spell this word? And, okay, spell it and right it, and try to spell it right now. Uh, um, <laughs> R-E-S-T-U-A-U-A-U. Forget it. It's A-U. Yeah. Rants. Yeah, okay. Rest A-U rant. That's how you remember it. I'm just going to leave it up to the little squiggly lines to correct me. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com